Monday, March 20th, 4.45 a.m. I have Owen to blame for this god-awful hour. He doesn't have any reason to come into the office as early as he has been these past few weeks. If it means getting up an hour earlier, just to beat him there and figure out what he's been up to. Well, if needs must. First item on the agenda, my call with the DC suits. Okay, I have to look over the last quarter's numbers and then make a summary of our current class E's. They'll have to approve the budget. It's necessary, they'll understand that. Oh, um, send a bottle of wine to the, what's his name? What's his name in General Bay's office? Victor. Send Victor a thank you. He is so very helpful with the General's personal calendar after all. He may be very useful in the future. Add him to spreadsheet F. Check in on subject number 309. If she's calmed down enough from the last session, introduce her to group sessions. Not with any other Class C abilities, though. Oh no, that has the potential to get very messy and we've already had enough accidents. What else, what else, what else? Yes, um, respond to that email from Division 5. Get someone to check on the Bucks and Jones office. They've been strangely quiet lately. Oh, oh. Agent Green's performance reviews today, that's right. Oh, that should be fun. Remember to call Adam. Come in. Director? Ah, yes, Green. Um, shut the door and sit down. You're early. Just because I didn't know about this meeting until an hour ago doesn't mean I can't be punctual. You're not punctual. You're early. You know I can't stand it when people are early. What did you want to talk to me about, Director? It's that time of year, Owen. What? Oh. Performance reviews. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So, how do you feel you've performed in the past 12 months? Why don't you tell me? Oh, come now, Owen. You know that we start with self-evaluation. No, you always start with self-evaluation. It isn't company standard. Yes, well, HQ entrusted this division to me to run as I please. I find this much more effective than company policy. Please, answer the question. I think I've done well. Especially considering the general upheaval this division has experienced in the last 10 months. I think I've managed to keep tiers one through three running smoothly. Oh, smoothly indeed. So smoothly, in fact, that some tier threes are out in six weeks. What can I say? I value efficiency. I learned that from you. I'm sure you did. I think making the inpatient facilities more welcoming has had a very positive effect. Ah, yes, your curtains and throw pillows initiative. HQ seems to like it. Mm, they do, don't they? Yeah. Have you spoken with them recently? I'm talking with some of the DC office later today. Why? Have they given you an answer about funding for the rehab program I drew up? I haven't mentioned it to them yet. I gave you that proposal a month ago. There are other priorities. Like what? We have an entire floor full of dangerous classes. I think half of those people have been miscategorized. Are you questioning my judgment? Frankly, yes. Let's finish your evaluation, shall we? You say you've been doing a good job running things smoothly? Yes. I say you've gone soft. Excuse me? All this holistic healing crap. Modern psychology is not holistic healing it's crap. It's weak. 
You're in a building full of super freaks and you want to let them talk about their feelings and do arts and crafts and learn how to cope. That's what we're here for. To an extent. The telepaths, psychics, empaths, telekinetics, fine. Help them learn how to live with their abilities and shuffle them along. But you let a dreamwalker walk in and out of here twice without further investigation. Investigation? You mean experimentation. There's compelling evidence for dreamwalking leading to astral projection. It's anecdotal evidence. But it wouldn't have to be if we did our jobs. So you want me to put an innocent girl through rigorous testing just to satisfy your curiosity? It's not my curiosity that's at stake. It is our safety. Whose safety? All of ours. This was always your problem, Green. The reason you never would become director, you're much too short-sighted. Atypicals are no more of a threat than anyone else. How can you say that? Most of them would never hurt anyone. But the ones that do have us shamefully outmatched. If we're going to protect ourselves, we need to know how they work. It was never supposed to be atypicals versus the rest of us. It's always been that way, Green. Why is it so important to you? Between the nine divisions and the work that we're doing with the DOD, we have plenty of research material already. Research material gathered from willing participants. I don't see why we have to conduct our own experiments. God, Owen, your lack of ambition truly boggles the mind. Don't you want to be the one providing solutions? You should never rely on someone else to do your job well. Is that what this is about? About being the best? There is nothing wrong with wanting to be the best, Owen. Is that why you hate them? Excuse me? Atypicals. They're more powerful than you, so you have to get one over on them wherever you can. But taking away their power doesn't bolster yours. Oh, Owen, you're not a psychologist. Don't try to be. I've been taking night classes. Oh, have you? My goodness, between night classes, getting here two hours before everyone else, and stalking former patients, my, when do you have time for an actual life? My work is very important to me. Our patients are very important to me. Then you and I have something in common. I sincerely hope that's true. You don't sound convinced. If we're being completely honest, Director... Oh, by all means. I've grown concerned with the way you've been running this facility. Is that right? We have too many patients in Tiers 4 and 5. Not all those people are dangerous. Some of them have never even broken a law, and it isn't right to keep them locked up. We are living in exceptional times, Agent Green. We're always living in exceptional times, Director. That excuse is growing tired. Then what would you suggest we do? Let these people run wild and potentially risk dozens of innocent civilians in the process? Look, I'm not going to act like you haven't done good work. You've anticipated a lot of threats, saved a lot of people, atypicals and non-atypicals alike. You're director for a reason. Nice of you to finally admit that. I'm... I'm sorry, Ellie. About when you were first promoted. I was petty. Yes, you were. And you've been making me pay for it ever since. You needed to be brought down several pegs. That's probably true. My goodness. Owen Thompson humbled. Never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> I thought you said I'd gotten soft. Oh, soft, yes. Sycophantic and spineless, yes. Humble, self-aware, no. Gee, thanks. You would have made a terrible director. I agree. It was right of them to give it to you. But since then, Ellie, you, you've lost sight of what you're doing. 
you've stopped actually talking with atypicals, you started leaning heavily into irresponsible experiments. I know you're ambitious, but the past few years, your hunger for power is hurting people. Your concern is noted, Green. So can we stop with whatever Cold War we've been fighting and actually try and help these people? The thing you have to remember, Green, is that I know a lot more than you. Yes, as we've established, you're much smarter than I'm me. I'm not being funny, Green. As director, I'm privy to a great deal of information that's only shared with top management. What kind of information? About the wider atypical population. Security concerns, global communities, organized groups of atypicals, you name it. The world is a terrifying place, Green. Most people move through their day knowing only a fraction of the dangers we face. You know only a fraction. But I'm made aware of all of it. I have the big picture and that changes things. It doesn't mean we have to be doing what we're doing. How do you know? You can't possibly know what's necessary to protect against the threats if you don't know what those threats are. I am protecting people. Remember what I said about not relying on other people to do your job? Well, the AM and our government have consistently dropped the ball in the past. So you've elected yourself as the first line of defense? I trust myself more than anyone else. Well, that makes one of us. It's not pretty, but it's necessary. I disagree. I think we can help atypicals and protect people without torturing anyone. Don't mistake your crisis of conscience as reason to criticize the way I do my job. It's not a crisis of conscience. Of course it is. Green, this has been building for years. You lost the love of your life, your words, not mine, and rightfully so. You were holding your brother captive. Oh, I'm not the one and now that Mark is out, you're feeling guilty about all of it, and it's taking the form of misplaced caring. That's not what's going on. Maybe what happened with Joan was the catalyst. But I am genuinely concerned. I know you've been speaking to HQ behind my back. Well, actually, I didn't know for certain, but the look on your face just confirmed it. I assume you've been expressing these concerns to them? I thought it was prudent. I'm sure you did. Look, I'm not trying to usurp you. No, I... you wouldn't dare, would you? Of course not. That'll be all, Green. Director? I have that call with DC now. Shut the door on your way out. Adam! Annabelle? What are you doing here? I was in the neighborhood. Do you want to ride home? Sure. Happy birthday! Oh, thanks. Here you go. Rocky Road's still your favorite, right? Um, I guess. Thanks. Of course! I couldn't let your 18th birthday go unnoticed. Where's Caleb? Why are you asking? I'm just surprised that you're not out with your boyfriend celebrating. Oh. He's got a group project he had to work on for history. Well, I thought you weren't supposed to be working hard anymore. It's your senior spring after all. Yeah, well, he's on the wait list at a couple places, so he wants to keep his grades up. I see. Well, good for him. Yeah. Oh, speaking of college, did you ever get my Christmas present? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, 
it's, it's pretty cool actually thanks now I know you're into all that vintage stuff so when you got in I went digging in my closet and I wasn't sure if I still had it that pennant hung in my dorm for four great years and now it'll hang in yours yeah you haven't been assigned to a residential college yet have you no, not yet. Oh, you're gonna love Yale, Adam. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Thanks, Annabelle. Do you remember me bringing you down there when you were younger? Your parents would be away at some conference, and so we'd take a road trip and I'd show you all of my favorite student haunts. And all the libraries. I saw my first Shakespeare folio. Those were some of my favorite weekends. Yeah, me too. I'd love to come visit you there sometime. Would that be okay? I don't know, Annabelle. Adam, I know that things have been difficult these past few months. Yeah. But I'm still your aunt. Mom wouldn't be happy about you giving me a ride. I know, but it can be our little secret. I try not to keep secrets from my parents anymore. Right. Never really goes well. Of course, of course. Um, Then you can blame me. I don't think Becca can be more furious with me, so... I wouldn't count on that. There have been times when I think Mom can't get madder, and then she does. She's got kind of a limitless supply. She and I will fix things. Eventually. I want you to know I, I don't blame you for what Damien did. That guy was dangerous all on his own. Thank you, Adam. Still, um... I'm sorry you got caught in the middle of it. I'm just so glad you're safe. Yeah. Do you... do you know where he is? Who, Damien? No, of course not. Nobody does. Except Samantha Barnes. Don't put me in the middle again, Annabelle. Sam is my friend, and you... I don't even know what I'm supposed to be saying here. You don't have to say anything, Adam. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have asked. It's not just that. It's everything. It's the fact that you hurt people that I really care about. Dr. Bright and Mark... I never meant to hurt Joan. How exactly did you think that she would react to you imprisoning her brother? That she'd just brush it off and move on? Mark is dangerous. Why? Because he's atypical? Because I think that's... Bullshit, Annabelle. My parents have been telling me a lot more about their work, and yeah, there are some scary abilities out there, but you can't hold someone hostage just because of of who they are. Adam, there is so much you don't know here. But I know Mark. I, I might not always get along with him. He's, he's a bit of a grump sometimes, but he's not dangerous. He's a good guy. He's been a really good friend to Caleb. I'm glad to hear that. But I can't let someone roam free just because they're nice. Would you lock up Caleb? Adam, of course not. Why? Because he's not special enough? His power isn't interesting enough? His power isn't dangerous. Is that distinction really that important? It, it shouldn't be about the ability. It should be about the person, right? In an ideal world, yes. But it's not that simple. We wouldn't trust each person with a nuclear weapon, no matter how nice they were. That would cause too much chaos, too much uncertainty. This isn't a nuclear weapon. This is something that they can't help. People shouldn't be punished for how they're born. You're right. But we have to do what's best for everyone. And sometimes that means doing things that aren't fair. But 
wouldn't what's best for everyone be what's fair? I think so. But atypicals can't be treated like everyone else. They start leagues ahead of us. They have the advantage. It was never fair to begin with, so we do what we can to catch up. The game's rigged, so you cheat. We do what we need to. I hate that. I know. Do you hate it? I just like how messy it gets. But it, it bothers you, right? What you've done to people? I, I can maybe, maybe understand doing something bad if you think that you're doing it to protect someone. I mean, yeah, of course I understand that. That's what Caleb did for me, but he was broken up about it for months, and he still is. And you seem fine. Adam, I know when you're young, things seem really black and white. But life is so complicated. It's chaotic and disorderly, and we have to make order where we can. That can mean doing things we don't like. But we do them because they are necessary. But you don't like it, right? You don't like hurting people. Of course I don't. But it doesn't really bother you, does it? I have bigger things to worry about. That, that kind of freaks me out, Annabelle. I know, Adam. And that's exactly why I do what I do. I don't want you to be freaked out. Ever. I want you to go to Yale and study Shakespeare and spend your life reading books and being happy. I never want you to worry about what might be out there. If I had my way, you never would have learned about atypicals, but you fell in love with one, and that's... fine. I'm glad you approved. But I do what I do so you don't have to worry about the rest of it. So none of you do. You and your parents, as much as my sister drives me crazy sometimes, you are the most important people to me. And not everyone has the stomach for doing what is necessary, but I do. I do the ugly things because I can, and so that you don't have to. But what if no one had to do the ugly things? I wish it were like that, Adam. I really do. I don't, I don't know that I'll ever be able to look at you the same way. I haven't changed. Even my mom is scared of you now. Becca's always known what I do. But it hasn't always been like this, right? You haven't always been, you know, doing the ugly, necessary things? No. What changed? Come on, Annabelle. I'm 18 now. You can talk to me about stuff. Either, either that or we go back to the mom-mandated silent treatment. Fear. Did something happen at the AM? Did an atypical hurt you? No. No, not fear for me. Fear for you. Not much scares me, except the thought of the people that I love coming to harm. But we're safe. We've been safe. I know. I've been working very hard to keep it that way. That's what has you freaked out about not knowing where Damien is, isn't it? Among other things, yes. But they're people, Annabelle. They may not be me or mom or dad, but they're still people. We're, we're not more important than them. Of course you are. I should get home. Adam, are we okay? I don't know, Annabelle. I don't think so. What, what can I do? What can I do to make things right? Stop hurting people. I never cause unnecessary pain. Everything I do, I do for information. To learn more. To be better. That is 
not as comforting as you think it is. Just, just please drive me home. Hello, Joan. What are you doing here? It's been a while. Yes? How have you been? What do you want, Ellie? Oh, I just want to talk. About what? I'm not sure, to be honest. It's been a strange day. I see. Do you? No. Neither do I. Um, may I sit? I'm surprised you're asking permission. Yeah, well... May I? Thank you. This is a nice office. Haven't you been here before? You've never invited me. And yet, I'm sure you've found ways to listen in on me all the same. I assume you've been in here to plant bugs or whatever it is you do. I'm so paranoid. Fine. But you think I do that myself? I have subordinates for a reason. Of course. Aren't you going to sit? Why are you here? Can't I visit an old friend? No. Joan. Please? So, what do you want? As I said, today was strange. In fact, it's been a bizarre few months. It's been a bizarre few years. Yes, that's a fair point. So you decided to make things even weirder by coming here? You've doubted yourself before, haven't you, Joan? Yes. What's that like? Have you really never experienced it? I'm, I'm not sure. Are you maybe experiencing it now? It is possible. It feels like looking in a mirror and not seeing your reflection. Your brain knows that it should be receiving information, knows what the sight in front of you should look like, but there's nothing there. And then you start to wonder if the thing in front of you is even a mirror to begin with. You start to wonder if you ever had a reflection at all. Oh, that sounds terrible. It is. I made you feel that way, didn't I? You said that to me months and months ago, that I made you doubt yourself. Yes. I was pleased when you told me that. I was excited to think that I had that much influence over you. Well, that's... expected, I guess. You think very little of me, don't you? I'm not sure what to think of you anymore, Ellie. I'm facing a similar conundrum. 
I thought you always knew what to think of me. No, not you, me. Good Lord. Am I witnessing Ellie Wadsworth being less than confident in her actions? Have you ever found yourself in your driveway without remembering driving home at all? Highway hypnosis. Exactly. I've been driving along and feel as if I just looked up for the first time in years. To find yourself in your driveway? No, I'm, I'm not sure where I am. Why are you here, Ellie? I don't have many people that I can talk to about this, Joan. You've always understood me. That's a chilling thought. Don't be glib, you know it's true. You and I are birds of a feather. How's that? You know what it's like to get lost in a goal. To work so hard for something that everything else fades away. What is it you're working towards exactly? Control. What else? Control of what? The AM? Or are we talking world domination mm, here? That would be nice. Ellie. I can't take my hand off the wheel. No one else is capable of driving. What about the people you mow down in the you process? You could have. You, you could have driven. I mean, you're one of the few people I could have trusted to make the right calls. If I had someone like you by my side, I could. I, I could look up more. At least see what's around me. I'm never coming back to such watch with you. Such a waste. It's such a waste. What are you seeing now? Now that you're looking up, I mean. People have such weak stomachs. A dog bites them and they cower in the corner until I come to make it all right. And then they want to demonize me for putting the rabid thing down. Maybe it's referring to human beings as rabid dogs that they object to. Oh, your parents would have been on my side. That is not a ringing endorsement of your side. But they were right to fear atypicals. You can't deny that. Yes, I can. They had a reason to fear atypicals. That doesn't mean it was right. What would you have had them do? Watch their best friends horrifically murdered and then go about their lives as usual. If their friends had been stabbed or run over by a car or gunned down, my parents wouldn't have become afraid of all people forever. The fact that it was an atypical shouldn't make a difference. But it does. This is what you all don't seem to understand. They are different. Your parents didn't witness a hit and run or a shooting. Their friends were torn apart without anyone lifting a finger. You can't just go about your life as usual after finding out that monsters are real. What's your reason, Ellie, for hating them so much? You didn't see something like my parents? No one you love has ever been harmed by an atypical, so why do you have reason to call them monsters? Because I am paying attention. You've seen the numbers, read the same studies that I have. You know that the atypical population is increasing. If we're not careful, we'll go extinct. Why can't we coexist? You were always far too much of an optimist, Joan. It's one of your worst qualities. I and pessimism is one of yours. It's not pessimism, it's pragmatism. I'm much more intelligent than the average person. Ah, hubris, another fine quality. And yet, there are things that I cannot outwit. 
The fact that atypicals are many steps ahead of us is one of those things. But you try. You're immune to them now. Mm, most of them. Well, some of them. Class A's, certainly most Class D's as well, but oh, the physical powers, I haven't cracked that nut yet. Ellie, I have to ask. Yes? How did you do it? Well, unlike some people, I don't let the enormous scientific research facility I run go to waste. I swear, if Agent Green was director, scientific innovation would just be dead. It'd be dead. You... You used his DNA, didn't you? Agent Green's no, that'd be ridiculous. You know that's not what I'm talking about. Joan. Your brother. He is a remarkable subject. He is not your subject. No, no, not anymore, but he was extremely valuable to us. Get out. It, it didn't hurt him one bit. He was already in the coma. Do you realize how completely unhinged I you sound? I never would have harmed him, not knowing who he is to you. Knowing who he is to me. Ellie, he is my entire family. And you dosed yourself with a drug you made from his illegally obtained genetic no, material. it was not illegal. He was unconscious. That doesn't count as consent to experimentation. Joan, there's no need to get so worked up about this. It's in the past. And you'd never do anything to him or anyone else again, right? It was just a one-off? Joan, I know that I've made some decisions that you don't agree with. But that's why I need you to come back and work for me again. Be my backseat driver. I will never help you with your twisted agenda ever again. I don't again. have an agenda. I'm simply trying to protect all of us. I want to help us move forward. At what Please. cost? They don't see it. They don't understand that what I'm doing will be better for everyone in the long run. I know you can understand. If you just put aside all of this sentimental nonsense. It's not nonsense. It is unproductive. If you fall prey to it, it's nothing compared to Green. He's trying to take everything away from me. I hope he does. I thought there was no love lost between the two of you. There isn't. But maybe someone with a weaker stomach should be in your place. I see. You need to leave. Now. Very well. I hope that you think about everything that I've said, Joan. It's really not too late for us. General, hi, it's Director Wadsworth. Yes, oh, sorry for calling your personal number, but I have my ways. But listen, I have a proposal for you. Episode 51 was written and directed by Lauren Shippen and produced by Misha Stanton. In this episode, you heard the voices of Alex Marshall-Brown as Wadsworth, Ian McEwen as Agent Green, Alex Gallner as Adam, and Julia Morizawa as Dr. Bright. Our music is composed and performed by Evan Cunningham. The Bright Sessions would not be possible without the support of our patrons on Patreon. 
If you'd like to join our strange and unusual family and get access to bonus content, including free downloads of all of the music from episode 50, you can go to patreon.com slash The Bright Sessions. The Bright Sessions will return on April 18th with episode 52. Until then, thanks for listening and stay strange. Stay strange.